All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome in <laughs> to Oilers Nation Radio. No bag milk today, so I had to run across the room after hitting uh, the One intro. and a half steps, maybe. It was smooth. It was smooth. Especially for you. Okay, but is it or is the it pivot. not? The pivot was the important part. Is it not technically still across the room? <laughs> Are uh, we talking about room size well, again, Tyler? One third, but the middle one third. I heard you're a room size guy. Oh, uh, well, everyone on the Oilers Nation Everyday Stream is bullying me uh, because bullying. of the size of my bedroom. <laughs> Yep. I posted a thing because I got a mattress from <laughs> too big or too small. They kept they're like it's too small. They're like Tyler lives in the Harry Potter closet, <laughs> and it's not that small. First if off, you, my house was built in 1963, so if you, you have your own bedroom in the room, fine. Do you have your own bedroom to yourself? Well, my girlfriend and I live together. Oh, you guys share a room? Yeah. Wow, modern. And a king size bed? <laughs> no, queen. Can you push queen. your beds together or? So you don't like that? <laughs> Do you sleep no, in? No, no, You got to have a king size bed. Yeah, see Especially for you. Room's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need extra space in there. This is a king size bed and get out and put your dresser somewhere else. You need a king size bed. Why? Because you're longer than I am and I pretty much hang off mine. You are a long boy. Yeah, that's fair. I just uh, assumed like, you had his and her bedrooms. I'm a cur- I curl up when I sleep. Yeah, that's fine. But sometimes you need to stretch out. Yeah, that's fair. Well, anyways, um, Douglas Mattress is not a sponsor of this show. Sponsor of Owen every day. You know who is a sponsor of this show? It's Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Head to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com now to play. I'm out day one this week. Me too. It wasn't right? meant to be. I had Kevin Fiala. There point. were 10 options for day one, only yeah. two of the 10 hit. Uh, it's not good. That's so incredible. So many people are out. Uh, not a lot of people playing anymore. Just 200 left this week and they're playing for 
the bacon portobello mushroom melt, which is oh. back for a limited time. If you're a loser in the game like me, you can always be a winner at lunchtime by ordering at Wendy's or by downloading the Wendy's app to find out how you can get in on some delicious Wendy's rewards. Speaking of delicious, it is the delicious debate brought to you by Wendy's. And it's only been one game since we uh, since we had our last episode of the pod. So we'll get to our who delivered for that game against the Habs in a bit. But the delicious debate today is centered around the rumors that the Oilers could be interested in Corey Perry. If you somehow missed the story earlier this year, he signed a one-year $4 million deal with the Chicago Blackhawks, but due to some, call it off-ice conduct issues, the Hawks terminated his contract, and now he is a free agent and is free to sign wherever he wants in the NHL. The 39-year-old, sorry, 38-year-old, had four goals and five assists in 16 games before the Hawks let him go in the delicious debate today. Should the Oilers sign Corey Perry? Rick? Yes. So very simple. As long as he can keep his his, his life on track off the ice, he's going to be nothing besides uh, positive for us on the ice. I like what he does in the dressing room. I like what he does in the ice. Um, I really don't see too many. And then obviously it has to be uh, worth it for us, like a dollar-wise. So as long as it's cheap enough, uh, yeah, there's absolutely no reason why not. He automatically bumps ahead of like three guys, at least on the, on the, on the roster. The right side of the Oilers depth chart right now is Hyman Fogel, Derek Ryan and Connor Brown. So right wing or center. He's right right wing. Dan, I think positionally and player wise, it makes sense for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I just have questions surrounding the dismissal of his from the of his from the Blackhawks organization. Uh, obviously, we'll never know the real answer as to what happened there. Um, but you know, this Oilers team has things clicking again. Uh, you know, where we had maybe some magic juju at the start of the season that wasn't there. Uh, you you just kind of you're 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 looking at maybe mixing up the chemistry a little bit more than you need to with this team. In my opinion, uh, again, I don't know necessarily what happened behind the scenes there. And I don't think we ever will. I hope that the Oilers would ask the question, um, and have a better understanding as to what, what went behind the scenes there. But, uh, yeah, I just, I have a question mark, I guess, from, from a standpoint of, uh, chemistry wise on this team, do we need to make that move? Yeah. For me, like the fact that, you know, he met with the commissioner and Batman basically it, I mean, he was never, he was never forced out of the league at all. Exactly. Like there, he went and did that. He took that extra step, right? He took some time away and and kind of reset himself, so to speak. It's a guy who's been to three of the last four Stanley cup finals with Dallas, Montreal, and then once with Tampa Bay as well. Liam, would you be interested in Corey Perry? Yeah, I I think he's an upgrade over like four or five plays and you bought him six. So for the money he's probably going to ask for, it's, it's well worth it for a guy you don't even have to spend assets on aside from cap. That's kind of where I come out is like the Oilers probably need to add three to four pieces ahead of the deadline. So if one of them can be a freebie where you basically don't have to give up any of your little cap space because you can just send down Ernie and plop in Corey Perry. What are we? So are we just assuming we get him at league minimum and then at obviously half the year, so seven fifty, so about three seventy five. Well, I'm pretty sure he got his bonus from Chicago. He got a two million dollar bonus from Chicago at the start of the year, so, so he's he already signed for less than league minimum. Well, like the thinking <laughs> is he would sign for league minimum. Good. It, I, I think it's a no brainer. Um, he's a guy who's done well in the playoffs in the past as well. Last year, he had five points in six games with the Lightning. Year before that, six goals during that playoff run to the Cup final in 23 games. So I think he would slide perfectly into this Oilers top nine. I think it'd give him a, a nice little boost. I, 
kind of understand what people say. Like, hey, maybe you don't want the distraction. And Elliot Friedman did come out today and kind of say, maybe Perry doesn't want to be a distraction in a large market. And Friedman kind of said, you know, Toronto is loud. There's a lot of noise there. Does Perry want that? Edmonton is a louder market. Does he want that? And what kind of noise are we referring to? Just in terms of the fan base, eyes on you, whatnot. Like Friedman talking about your past or your present? Past. All right. Friedman basically kind of made it sound like, hey, does he want one of these or does he want to go to an LA or a Florida where he can just sort of slide under the radar a little bit? Which is interesting. Well, and I mean, you know, assuming that he's going to take the league minimum, he's just then picking his team. And yeah, yeah, I mean, and then you wonder if we are the spot uh, for him for that, for that sensibility. You know, he strikes me as a guy that would love to join a team like in LA where maybe they don't necessarily have all the pieces right now, but he could come in and be one of those additional. See, and I think he wouldn't be scared about going to a big market because Chicago is a very big market. I know they may not, or we may not hear a lot of, Blackhawk fan chatter, but a, a, a market that big, I assume they've got a pretty good following that we may not like uh, make it over here, but I assume they have a, their, their fans are very in touch with their team. So it's not like it's going to be that much different playing there than it is here. This morning on the Kevin Carius show with our friends at sports 1440, Frank Saravalli said the Oilers objective this year is a third line center and a second line right wing and a one B goalie. But he then went on to add, even though Perry isn't one of those three things, Corey Perry is a target. And he did say on Chad earlier in the week that the Oilers have been doing their due diligence on Perry for a couple of weeks. So in Frank added interest or he believes the interest is mutual. Ooh. I like Get that. you a little excited. It does. He's the type of player that you want in your lineup, man. Like I, we always love it when Evander has those games where he plays like that. Like this is Corey Perry's go-to game style. <clears throat> like Evander is a, a shooter. He's a scorer who can also do that other stuff. But at this point in his career, Corey Perry, he's very, very fucking good at that stuff. <laughs> We have and to really- I think adding that to our roster right now would be would be awesome. I I think too you look when he was at the the Blackhawks for his brief stint there, like whenever Bedard was touched, Perry was right there on the doorstep to help him out, right? So like the others have more stars on the team and I think you need those guys to <laughs> protect isn't the right word, but just kind of like a little reassurance that backup is on the way. But even even besides that, that's more of a reactionary thing. I like the proactive thing where he's out yeah. there pissing guys off first. Yeah, I like both of them. I like both angles. Like definitely take care of your own guys after something happens, but I love when he goes out there and gets under the skin of other teams and other players ahead of time and he's out there initiating that. I think we have a problem initiating a lot of different things on the ice where there comes to a lot of things actually that if we can get somebody out there who's a shit disturber who who's who pushes like that, I think it'd be great for our team. Maybe fill in a little of what we missed when Clem Costin went to Detroit. Right? Yeah. But then some. Like yeah. I, th- I think, like, and I, I mean, I take nothing away from Clem at all, but I think Corey Perry is better at doing that, the, that greasy shit. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best in the league at doing that greasy shit and he can score and he can play. Like I've liked him ever since he was a 13 forward on the ju- world junior team to start, uh, to start, um, uh, back in 06 or 04. Yeah. 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 He was a 13 forward by the time they're like two games in, he's up on the first line. I just think we need to release a, what do we tell Corey shirt? Relive the oh. exercise, the demons of it was 2000. On that 2017 uh, Ducks team. Yeah. What? He's the he, one was, DLT he was the one, the referees remember the referees had their little side uh, the conversation the of the holding the pad and said, what will we tell Corey? 
Remember the the hot mic caught that? No. Oh man, that's I still the play. I remember all that shit. I don't remember. He's still go, 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 uh, he's still grained into my brain for that one. I don't even know, I remember that at all. Yeah, the I referees were game, conf- the referees were more concerned with what they would have to tell Corey Perry than to get the call right. I guess. And Daryl got fired, and Daryl got fired. Daryl got no. Did they get fired? Oh no, they. I think they they went on to do the Stanley Cup Finals that year, didn't they? As oh, they well. should have, uh, not given. Are not given. Uh, there is your delicious debate brought to you by Wendy's and the Portobello Mushroom Melt, which is back mm. for a limited time. Would you sign Corey Perry? Have your say. Let us know at ON Radio Podcast. I also want to let you know that if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, I'm just saying you might be winning some delicious, a uh, little delicious gift card or gift certificate, really? I should say, for Oodle Noodle. You might get a free box of noodles if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So get to it. Come on. Maybe I'll leave a review. You're not eligible. No one in this room right now is eligible. Love the podcast. <laughs> Big fan of all of you guys. Better when bang need there. more of the Englishman. Good oodle noodle supporters. There you go. Uh, the Oilers have played one game since we last did a podcast, but it was a win over the Montreal Canadiens. Two won the final as they extended their win streak. Before we get to who delivered, let me just throw this out there. What did you guys make of Habs fans booing Connor McDavid? I love. I it. think it's hilarious. I thought it was perfect. I, I I think he he needs that kind of stuff. He wants to be that guy he's for every other fan base. If I'm not mistaken, he's gotten that from them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was it, like I think he was he was playing a role in that game uh, where he was he was under the skin of the fans a little bit, and you know, getting some calls here and then you know he took some took some liberties there and and got called against it uh, as well. But yeah, I, I just love I love when he fires up the other fan bases. <laughs> I think it's good. I think we can't be hypocritical in the sense of we always say hockey fans are dull and don't bring anything to the game. So I'm a big fan of the Habs fans uh, doing something. From their perspective, it's like, hey, make it tough on the guy. Try to get his head. The thing is, I think it usually fuels McDavid. But Like, they suck. They've not been good this season, right? They've not been good for a few years. So for them to, to try and make their home ice an advantage, like, Absolutely. Boo everyone. Boo them all. But I thought it was very fitting that they booed the whole game and it was Boosh that scored the winner. Uh, 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 Liam, you may you may think they suck. Oh, actually, yeah, they only have, they nine. Suck. They have nine regulation wins on yeah. the year. That's stinky. That's really bad. Uh, Habs 18, 8, and 7. 500 points percentage on the year. Oilers beat them for the franchise record 10th straight game. The record has been set, something that even the teams that had Wayne and Mess couldn't do. And although some people love to bring up the whole, uh, there were ties back then. But have the Oilers won in a shootout over this winning streak? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won. Won. A couple games. Uh, Who was it? They overtime, but uh, shootout. No, it was LA. They beat LA in a shootout. Oh yeah, you're right. So win number mm-hmm. three on this, or win number that would have been win number five. Sorry, on the winning streak would have been a shootout victory. So uh, let's get into who delivered for that game against the Montreal Canadiens. It's brought to you by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Nation at twenty five. Dan, I'll let you go first. Who delivered? Uh, it's, it's annoying. We won the game, uh, but I'm going to give it to another goalie that didn't, we didn't expect to have happen. Uh, it's going to be the opposition goaltending again. Sam Montebo <coughs> delivered another stellar performance. The Oilers were able to overcome it, but it's kind of getting to be a trend with this team, uh, that 
that the goalies are getting up for us. And I love to see it when the Oilers are able to overcome it. So I'll, I'll but I'll give it to give the head nod to Sam Montebo for uh, delivering his performance there. Liam. I'll give it the other way and I will give it to Stuart Skinner, who has arguably been the best goalie in the league for the past like month, maybe a little bit longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Been unreal. If it's not for Stu, like the last three games have all been one goal games. Mm-hmm. And I know Pickett had a game in there too, but there's been so much criticism of like Skinner this season. And we had, um, who do we have the other week? Who's a goalie? Hutton. Oh yeah. Hutton on our show. Oh, no, whatever. And he said, he, I asked, I'm sure it was him. I said, I was like, what does stealing a game mean in the NHL? He's like allowing that one goal. So Skinner's been stealing a lot of games. Yeah, he has been. 3-2 against the Wings. It was 2-1 against Montreal. It was 2-1 against the Hawks earlier in the week as well. I know Pickard got Isn't one of those 17 goals in the 10 games? Yeah, 1.7 average goals against, which is pretty crazy. It's not bad. Uh, Rick, who delivered for you? Well, you know what? Uh, he's had he's had a very well. He's had a slightly below his own average type of season right now, putting up points and whatnot. And when you watch him on the ice, he kind of leaves you wanting a little bit more, only because what he's done for you before. But I think with a goal and assist, the uh, Leon really carried the team there, kept us in the game, got us the the lead when we need, or got us the uh, got us tied up when we needed it. And then um, yeah, just those three guys on when it comes to overtime, it's, I don't, wouldn't, I feel terrible for the other team. Sort of. I saw a thing the other day. I actually think it was this morning. The more I think about it. And, and he's like 21 games. Dry saddle has 22 points, something like that. And people were complaining about it. Well, it's, and it's I just, I like, I get it. Like he's a star, but also his bad streak is still a point per game. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I don't know. I just think uh, like he's been playing fine. And also, I'm sure over that 20, what did they say, 20 game streak or whatever, like he wasn't playing with McLeod and Fogel. He was mixing line mates all the time. But I bet if you corrected those statistics to benefit it a little bit more in his last 10, I bet he has like way more than that or whatever. Like, I bet it agrees with him more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Leon Dry settled five shots on goal in that hockey <coughs> game. The player who led the team, though, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, had eight shots in the victory over the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I, who delivered, I'm just going to. Nice and simple. It was Evan Bouchard, man. In overtime, I love that the Oilers have a guy on the blue line who will just sit there. And again, you're on a four on three power play. I think a lot of Oilers teams in the past, even with Connor and Leon, would have wanted to try to pass the puck into the net, right? Zip it around, make three, four cross ice passes and try to wait till a guy's wide open back door. I love that Evan Bouchard just goes, you know what? I shoot the puck really hard and I'm just going to hammer this thing. And it worked like for that puck to hit the post, hit Montebo's ass and still have enough juice to go in. Like it was an absolute rocket. And I just love the mindset of like, yeah, okay. We passed it around enough here. I'm mm. just going to hammer this thing. Cause when I shoot it hard, it's hard for the goalie to stop. You think he has a green light on that line? Totally. I don't think they question him at all. No, yeah, I, I agree. So I think that like there's three green lights and then like Nuge gets to make a decision and Hyman's usually in front of the net. So his only decision is to smack this puck in the net or not. And then, yeah, it's really interesting to see the dynamic of the, the thought process of those five guys mm-hmm. or four guys on over, over time. Yeah. And I mean, the shots, uh, uh, you know, I've kind of been on dry side a little bit saying I wish he'd shoot the puck more. Uh, Connor McDavid, there are times where when he's deciding between when to shoot and when not to shoot, I'm a little like, what's going on here? But again, how can you question McDavid? But it would be interesting if McDavid and Drysaddle can get a little bit better at getting shots through on the power play, if things would maybe open up a bit more, if teams have to suddenly respect McDavid taking a wrist shot from the top. The other of the team has to guess though too, right? That player yeah. in front of him has to guess one way or the other. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to flip a coin and four or five times is going to go against you. 
Yeah, that's also very fair. Um, just building off the back of that on who delivered, and we'll turn this into a little bit of a game recap here. But if you go just off regulation and don't count overtime, they score once in 60 minutes against the Habs. They score twice in 60 minutes against the Wings. Twice in 60 minutes against the Hawks. Only three times against the Sens. Is anyone a little <coughs> bit concerned about the Oilers' offense? Nope. Why not? Uh, Why? Because they've... Been, they've for the longest time, we've said this team needs to take has to learn how to win two one three one games, right? The two yep. one three two. Those are the type of games they have to learn how to play. They're playing in them. They're doing exactly what we have to do. Um, two of those times, you've got shots of over of north of forty shots, right? Yeah. Very, and I know this season's kind of weird that the win loss record with over forty shots, but it's not going to be very often that this team gets forty shots. These types of players get forty shots, and you only score a goal or two. If it was. If you're getting beat on the other end, maybe you'd worry about it a little bit more. But right now, maybe it's just a down cycle. But like you know this team is too good. These guys are too good. Evander Kane's going to get going here and pop seven goals in four games or something like that. <laughs> it's going to happen. So like Liam said, if if Connor or sorry, if Leon's having a, a meh type of time and he's still putting up 21 points in yeah. 20 games, the Oilers are putting up a meh time and still winning as well. Like it's This is all positives. I will say it's a little bit concerning, but I'm not. Oh, as worried as I was at the start of the season, because like Rick said, they're, they're winning these games at the end of the day, so it's not that terrible. But this is now the second or third time they've gone through a patch where they can't finish. And... But they're still getting the shots on net. So the, yeah, not, that's good. They just they, they just have a lot of guys who are streaky. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of those guys get streaky all at the same time. Yeah, negative streaky, it's yeah. just like, holy smokes. Like, come on. Like, can we just have McLeod that's streaky and Fogel's buzzing? Or like, something like that. So I'm confident they'll all find their groove again. And I think maybe in a weird way, too, it's tough to get up for some of these games. I don't know. And if you look at our third line, man, it's still not great. Like, who's on the third line today? Derek Ryan still? Uh, it's McLeod, McLeod Ryan, Ryan, and Yanmark. Yeah, like, to, that's why they need Perry. That's what I was going to say. You take a guy like Corey Perry, you add him there, you start to get a little more consistent offense of the third line, which opens up the s- second line. And the first line is fucking terrifying. They yeah. are the best uh, line in the league. Yeah. I just. Go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say, I think the, the defensively, this team has been improving in spades. So, yes, maybe you've seen a, a slight decrease offensively uh, as a result of that as well. And so, I, yeah, for me, I'm not so concerned because I do see the effort from this team uh, to limit the the real like grade A scoring chances now. Uh, yes, there's there's games where there's they're still getting shot 30 shots against, but those aren't they aren't the high danger scoring chances like they were at the start of the season. I mean, the start of the season, we were given up five and six breakaways in a game yeah. and, and or five or two on ones or three on ones. Like it's just, it was a mess back in our own end. So I think that there's a little bit of recalculation from the, uh, from the defense defensive perspective perspective too. Jeez. Interesting that you brought up the 30 shot mark Dan in, in their last three games. And you're right. There was that run against Anaheim, Philly and Ottawa where they gave up at least 30 shots on all of them. But against Chicago, Detroit, and Montreal, they've been under 30 shots against 26, 17, 24 in all of them. So, like, and they were north of 40 in two of those as well. Like, the Chicago game was a weird little blip, but I think I kind of agree with Rick. Like, if you're going to put up 87 shots over a two game stretch and yet you only score five goals in those games, like, you should be you're scoring gonna, more like seven or eight goals. In yeah, those yeah, games, you're right? regressing <clears throat> to the mean where you're getting. Yeah. 35 shots and scoring six goals right away. Uh, and I guess to give credit to, to, 
to Lyon and, and Montembeau and Morazic mm-hmm. before that too. All three of the goalies they played on this road trip actually played pretty well against the yep. others. So sometimes that's going to happen. But I uh, I would like them to not be so streaky. Like if they could get a depth goal, is every game too much to ask? No, like just some I, you random guy. One, like I think one bottom six goal a game is like a decent bar to set. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Am I wrong? No, oh, yeah, that's no? that's. Yeah. I think that's what every team strives for. I just think that, it's like hard Rick to said, execute all the time. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that when we look at the roster, just you know, on paper, you say that that third line is not effective enough to to be able to expect that of it. It's better for this line. team to be be solid defensively than get that quality yep. scoring yes. out of their body. Agree with six. that for sure. Completely but, agree. But I think for a team to be consistent and to be able to overcome the these ebbs and flows, you do need that from your bottom six. Here are the forwards who have played in at least nine of the 10 games on the road trip that haven't scored. Hamblin, no goals in 10 games. Ryan Yanmark, no goals in 10 games. Connor Brown, no goals, but in nine games. So if he would have played in that 10th, I bet you he would have gotten one. <laughs> um, but I, I do think this is illustrated a little bit. Like, I mean, they've had 11 different goal scores over the last 10 games, but considering you've won them all and you've scored 37 goals in that stretch, it does show this team needs upgrades at the bottom. <clears throat> Signing Perry would be great, but that can't be the end. I think Frank mentioned maybe a second line right winger being the need. If you have Perry, maybe you're a little bit happier with the right side of your depth chart and you're looking for if someone. If you bring in Perry right now, it's not even a really a, an addition. Like it's addition by subtraction. You got to drop a guy off your roster. So it's not yeah. like you're, you're just swapping out a dude here. Perry yeah, for I mean, yeah. you're, and Ernie's going to go down to Bakersfield and you're going to take a step. You're going to take Ernie's spot and take it and, and, and increase it by you know, three quarters of a step by adding a guy like Corey Perry. Yep. Then you go find an extra top nine forward. And maybe if you can upgrade on someone like Cody CC, that would be, I don't think they'll actually touch the blue line. I really don't. Because it depends if you have an Eklund <coughs> situation sure. again. Yeah. But and you, I mean, they're not going to go out there and make a quick rash decision when no. it comes to defense. I just think last year when they, there was, they clearly needed Eklund desperately last year to boost things up, right? Yeah. This year, I don't think that need is as essential why, you know, like we just said, you look at the forward group, it's like, they kind of need a couple of pieces there. I can just see them spending their assets and bringing in like two middle six guys, one a third line center, one that can play on either second or third line on the wing and then you go from there and then the blue line they had like, like the example I used the other day on the live show was when Vegas brought in uh, Ben Hutton He's just like your seventh, eighth guy. Could you see them moving on from Kulak to try and upgrade something like a CC and then bring in Broberg and put in there? I, okay. I could see them moving on from Kulak mid season. Yes. But I don't think that money would then be spent to upgrade on CC. You just still go up to the forwards. At first? I, I don't think you can take out two defensemen. You would bring in Broberg. No, no, you'd be upgrading obviously. CC. You'd, so you'd be moving out, like say Broberg and replacing, or sorry, moving out Kulak, replacing Broberg, which is going to be a question mark. Broberg's still relatively un, uncertain on, yeah. un, you know, but if you have a, an obvious upgrade on your number one line, your number one defense pairing, someone to, that's like obviously a step up on, on someone like Cody CC. So when do you do CC? Well, somehow you, because then you're maybe having both moving both of them. Yeah, at that point you can. Yeah, I think that's a lot of surgery I, to do to a blue yeah. line in season. I yeah, it's only, two, I, it's only really well two or six, three, one and a half spots. Two, right, because you got a brand new player players. and then an almost new player. 
I and if the brand new player is fine, like treading water for a bit while you yeah. figure it out, and then becomes like you've got that second pairing that is so strong. I just don't. I could I, probably take it number one minutes while you try and get the Darnell and question mark pairing uh, gelled. I don't. I don't hate your idea, but mm-hmm. I, I just think it's difficult to to move that much from a blue line that's so familiar with each other. Like you're taking away two two penalty killers to bring in Broberg and question mark and Broberg isn't going to play on the PK as effectively likely oh, yeah, as yeah, like, you'd have to learn. Real yeah. Quick. And it's just, I don't know. You're putting a lot of responsibility into on the other guys who already have a ton besides Vinny, right? Like mm-hmm. I just, I can't see them moving both yeah. those guys, but I could definitely see them moving one. Yep. And I think if they, I think Kulak is somewhat becoming the guy they move. He's, the easiest because, to quote unquote replace. Like people give CC a lot of crap and I get it. He's not perfect by any means. And he's, he's definitely not a top pair defenseman, but also you pay him $3 million yeah, and you're getting so much more out of them than you really thought you were going to. And with cool, like I like cool, like a lot, but you're paying him only like 500,000 less than CC. And he's playing third pairing. And you're playing on the third pairing. And you have Broberg in the minors who we had Bruce Kerlock on the live show yesterday. And he was saying how well he's been doing. And he said, he's like, Broberg's better than Kulak. Hmm. So you give him the runway of, okay, we moved on from Kulak at the deadline. Now Broberg has X amount of time to get going here until the playoffs. You make that move faster then. So you give Broberg more runway. Maybe. No, I would not. I think Broberg just keeps, I don't Oh, then there should be a timeline on it because I think Broberg explains so much in Bakersfield that it's still benefiting himself yeah. anyway. So build up his confidence. He has 10 points down there now in like 20 something games. So he's doing, he's doing really well. And uh, right now Cam Denis is out for Bakersfield. So Broberg has been sliding on the power play a little bit more too. So I would keep him down there. But again, if you move Kulak while you upgrade the forward group, you still need to bring in another defenseman. Because you lose depth. Otherwise, it's Nima Linen's the next guy up. So this is the scenario I threw out the other day, Rick. Tell me, and Dan, you guys can chime in if you think this makes them better or worse. You take Brett Kulak, you trade him to a contender who wants a D-man, get a third-round pick back. And then you take that third-round pick and you go acquire Nick Sealer. And then you take your second-round pick and you go get Sean Monahan. The money is the same. You've swapped now Kulak basically for Broberg slash Sealer, and you've given up a second round pick, but now you can afford Monahan, and he's your new three C. Are you can better you still afford Corey Perry? Yeah, because yeah, he's just swapping out for Ernie. Yeah, I like that. I mean, obviously, you're taking a guy like Sean. You're you're in, taking a guy like Sean Monahan, who's definitely a top nine player. You're putting in your top nine. Yeah, you're sitting. You're putting him exactly where he should be, probably. Mm-hmm. So he has an opportunity to win his battles, right? He's, you're not putting him in an area where he's fighting above his his fight weight. You're putting him right where he needs to be, and you're going to add. And he's right now. He's got. He's, he would have Perry and Kane as his wingers. I think that's a that's a, that's a quality third line. So then, what you could do then, right? You could have Drysaddle stay with McLeod and Fogel. In this scenario, your third line would be Monahan, Kane, and Perry, and your fourth line would be potentially like Hamblin, Ernie, and someone else. Yeah, you still have you have Yanmark and Gagne to go too. Yeah. So you can mix in Yanmark. Interesting. Yeah, I I hadn't really thought about it a lot. And Liam, we were also talking about like this summer, you're going to have a tough, you're going to have a really tough decision to make with Vinny DeHarnay, right? Like if the team actually kind of likes Phil Kemp and they think mm, this guy can maybe give us third pairing minutes or be our 6-7-D mm-hmm. next year, 
what's better, Vinny at two mil or Kemp at 775K? As much as I love Vinny, it's like- Does that, Kemp kill pen- penalties? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah he, he, He's kind of yeah. like another Vinny. Not as tall. I think he has a bit more offense to him, if I'm not mistaken. Just, I mean, Vinny- yeah, I mean, he doesn't Didn't have really. Well, although he, he had that look like to lead the game against Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to bury that thing. At home? Yeah, but I I love Vinny, and I would love to see him be an oiler for a long, long time. But I also look at that and go, dude, you're a seventh-round pick, and you might have a market this summer. Like, Vinny might get $2 million plus. A team like Chicago might be like, you know what? Two and a half, two point seven five. We want you bad. I'll say there's going to be no bag chasing. That's all I can say. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, hey, maybe if he wants to win and he, you know, loves that he came up in the Oilers organization and all that, that's uh that's a possibility as well. So. It, it, this is going to be way out there, hmm. but is there a day in like a year or two where your right side is Vinny Kemp and Bouchard? It'll be Vinny Warner and Bouchard. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what the future would, if things go as they could you, could seem, you open up next year with Bouchard one, Vin two, camp three? No. Sorry. What, what did you say? So down the right side, yeah. down the right side. Bush has one, Vin has two, camp has three. No, no, that's not good enough. No, no, no. I think he's th- got to be a third pairing guy. And that's why I don't think, again, let's say, let's say Vinny cuts him a deal or what they, the middle ground is like 1.75 for Vinny. I don't think you can have Vinny and Kulak making both that much no. money. You need no, to have no, a then you'd have, then you'd have, then you'd go to the other side, you go nurse, you'd go echo and you'd go Broberg. Yeah, I would do that. And then you're right side the way I said it. Oh, Vinny. So you're basically playing Vinny and nurse on a pairing. No, it'd be echo and Vinny. I want Bush and nurse. Or yeah, it, 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 whatever, whatever you do, yeah, whatever you do. But those are your sixty men. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's good enough. But it's for a cheaper, regular season. But it's cheaper. And it's just it's a regular cheaper. season one, right? Like it's just this team. Go, yeah, yeah, like our roster right now is de- what I think was regular season championship worthy. One of the best of the regular season rosters. Yeah. Like obviously build up as you go. But going in, I mean, can you not start the year like that and see what you got? Yeah, if okay. you like him that much, but, I don't know enough about him. Kemp to like kind of put that on him. I don't know. I just feel like the others don't need to experiment to that extent. You know what I mean? Well, what's, 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 um, CC have left on his deal. One more year after this one. Yeah. So you're going to be almost in that spot anyways, because you're going to like it. Just say, if we do make up the Kulak move this year, now you're only one step away from being in that spot. And you're talking about a player in a contract year. You might be able, whatever the hell. Hmm. I wonder who, like, if you were to find a way to get out of both CC and Kulak this offseason. And replace them with well, I know almost I, league minimum contracts. Yeah, like, it gives you more money to spend up front. I'm also just sitting here. I'm quickly pulling up the free agent list for this upcoming season. And I'm kind of going, if you can get rid of that five point whatever million you had on those two, is there someone you can maybe swing for a little bit? Like, the UFAs this offseason are Montour, TJ Brody, Dylan DeMello. John Klingberg, Matt Dumba, Shane Goss, Despair, Chris Tanev would be a popular name as What's well. What's Tanev going to cost you? Tanev will be expensive. He might get, uh, he's 34 though. He might only get a two or three year deal somewhere. And how much? Five million bucks. Mm-hmm. There's not really many names that four, scream out at you there, are they? Like I like the mellow. Well, who is, who are the righties? Or were they all righties that you said? Um, the righties, Montour, DeMello, Klingberg, Dumba, Tanev, Myers, Hawkenpah, Stetcher, Barry. Hawkenpah is not bad, right? Yeah, but isn't he just Vinny? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. So it'll be, I mean, we're a long ways away from, from a lot of these decisions, obviously a lot of hockey left to be played, but I think there is a chance that at this time next year, the blue line looks drastically different than it is right now. Two names different. Two out. Two in. Maybe three, maybe Broberg's done. He did kind of, there was talk, rumors, rumblings that he's not happy here. So. I think he's not happy because he's not getting ice time. You get an ice time yeah. on this roster. I think that turns their turns your spirits around real quick. I don't even think it was ice time in Edmonton. I think it's just the fact that well, I guess it kind of is, but like he just wasn't playing. Five minutes up. He here. wasn't doing anything. Like yeah. I think he seems happier now while we haven't heard he's anything. Playing twenty like let me yeah, play like, real minutes, not exactly. Like, like what is he gonna there's only so many times you can practice. Get better, right? Like especially at his age. Yeah, and it's definitely an advantage to it and something you can benefit from it. But like at the end of the day, if you're skating around passing pucks every <laughs> single day, like come on, you're yeah. not gonna get better. All right, uh, let's quickly do uh, there's one other thing I wanted to do, and it's for our friends at Booster Juice. We're gonna do some league notes, some talking points from around the NHL uh from January 19th to 21st. We are gonna be out at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament with a special shout out. To our friends at Tourism Jasper and Booster Juice, uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. We got Team Oilers Nation, Team F- Team Flames Nation, mm-hmm. Team Daily Faceoff. I was looking at the jerseys out in the hallway. We who's, got who's on that team? Frank. Uh, it's like Team Daily Faceoff slash Team Leafs Nation. Oh, gotcha. They're kind of joined. So Rose Hill's on that team as well. Either way, it's all powered, Liam, by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. Whether you're at work. Maybe you just did a workout or you're playing in a weekend long outdoor hockey tournament. Booster juice can help fuel you. Uh, what did you guys make of Elvis Mers Lickens the other day? I don't know if you guys saw these comments, but he is a very not happy in Columbus yeah. at all. Seems like he's going to shake loose. Seems like he's putting some pressure on the organization as well. Any interest there? I know we've talked about it a little bit in the past. Three more years, 5.4 million. Dan? I think we talked about it on this pod remotely last week, didn't we? And I oh, said, yeah, with the Jack week? Campbell straight up from yeah. Lickens. And I was shocked that you guys were uh, were not as bullish as I was on that. I, I just don't think that's it. Yo, wait, that's like, it. I just that's don't it. think that's realistic I made that deal, at Liam. all. I made the deal. It's already done. And by making a deal like that, it also ties your hands in terms of other types of contracts. That's the thing, too. too. you're going to put Merz Lickens on the team, all of a sudden... Campbell, you don't have the bird cap space of Campbell anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I, I just think there's, there's so many layers. Uh, is Merz Lickens better than Campbell? Yes, obviously. Yes. Um, I just don't think it's worth it considering the other holes here, isn't he? But like, I'm very confused by this story. So, he beat Vancouver, right? Yep. It was, it, was ma- it, was, it was made to seem like the Vancouver Canucks had never lost a game in their history. And finally, this Elvis guy had taken him down. Well, like he just, you goalie played well. I don't, I didn't understand the hype around it. Well, like it was the weird. comments were interesting, of course. But. And like Merzlikens was celebrating like crazy on yeah, the ice. And then so strange. Yeah, he, it was weird. But a celebration I mean, on the ice after you've been healthy scratch for as long as he has and all that, it's kind of a fuck you to your, the, the guys yeah, upstairs in the suits. Yeah, like, that's what that is. For sure. Like, hey, look, listen to what I can do. You guys are benching me. But hey, the rest of the league, look what I just did. Come and this me. is, and this is like, and it's, I guess it's harder for us as Oilers fans because we watched a guy play himself out of the league, whereas Merz Lickens seems to be apt at playing the, the goal attending position, yet yeah. Columbus still doesn't want him there, even after signing him to the exact same deal. 
almost, what is it? 250,000 more than Campbell at the same time that we signed the Campbell deal. So yeah, I mean, it's, it would be weird if Jack Campbell was playing okay. And we were like, no, Jack, you suck. You're going to the AHL. And he's like, no, no, but I'm actually okay. It would be a, it would be a different dynamic for us. So I think that that's a little bit other goaltender doing that much better than he does. Well, I don't even think it's that there are other goaltender. It's the backup like the guy from the AHL is now yeah. ahead of him in Daniel the depth Tarasov chart. Is their kid that they like? Yeah, and he's ahead of them in the in the depth chart. Ahead of him because the management decided to play him ahead, or ahead of him because he got some tastes and he's like lighten up the league. Because I don't think that's really the case over there. Well, and again, we we always go back to the fact while Liam brings up those numbers as to Merzlikens numbers not being that bad on a bad Columbus team. Uh, Tarasov has an 875 in eight games. And this is the kid that they want to play ahead of Elvis? Yes. Yeah. So it just, it feels like he's probably just feeling like he's taking the crazy pills. Like, why am I not starting? Right. Yeah. I understand where he's coming from. Yep. So it's, yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Now I get it. It was just, I don't know. A lot of, is an interesting one. Well, but you're right, Liam, because it because it started out as Merzlikens like, I don't want to trade. I'm not asking for a trade. I just am not happy in this situation. Now he's straight up. Yeah. Wants a trade and wants out. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a mess. Players want to play. When has Columbus been a very tidy and clean organization? I, I can't believe that guy still has a job. Yarmo. Yeah. If he was in since Probably the Jesse draft 26 of the markets he's fired at the end He'd of the season f- should be fired today I just don't think they want to pay another GM is yeah, Davidson still the the hockey ops guy there yeah yeah he should be in trouble too yeah well that's yeah. exactly it like how do you oversee this organization which has had many many options and many many opportunities to flourish with different things and just haven't they allowed a player to pretty much die on their roster too who five six years ago was thought of as like perhaps the next great goal scorer like what the hell is patrick line oh yeah didn't know which which one of the players has died as a as like a you know like their career has just gone to columbus and floundered i mean definitely is Remember well, Jeff Carter went there and was brutal. Who? Terrible. Jeff, Jeff Carter. The Gaudreau thing was wild when they, because they went and got him and then they had no centerman at that point to, yeah. to be able to they play They tried to play him. Line A as a center at yes. the beginning of the season. So it's, yeah, it, that whole organization is just Line absolute shambles. Bucks. <laughs> what has he done? Nothing. And Ask for a trade like, out of Winnipeg? Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. It's when you bad. look at it, that whole little thing of like Line A, Dubois, whatever. The Jets now, as the team who's had both Line A and Dubois, one of the teams that's had them both, they're sitting the best out of that whole trio if you include Winnipeg. Like yep. the fact Winnipeg now has neither Dubois or Line A and is like, oh no, we're the happiest out of all the dealings. <laughs> like that's wild. Uh, a couple other league notes. Kyle Connor going to return tonight against the Islanders. And Jason Dickinson signed a two-year deal with the Chicago Blackhawks. So potential deadline target. People were connecting him to the Oilers a little bit. He gets a two-year deal with a $4.25 million cap hit. I, I like it. I like that Chicago is trying to build a bit of a culture there now and like this new group. Dickinson, to his credit, is a, is a great season and deserves that contract, right? Like, Well, I mean, he doesn't deserve $4.25 million, but somewhere, he deserves, yeah, he deserves I saw, a, I saw a tweet out there that said, hey, Chicago Blackhawks, just because you play them in the top six, you don't even got to pay them like they're top six. <laughs> they got to hit the floor, though. I just think, I think this is Jack the right Campbell? move. The right move for them. They got to keep players there. They can't just rotate players every single year. They got to have some familiar faces. And now I believe they have Bedard, obviously, Kurosev, Felino, Anthony Siu, Hall, Connor Murphy, yeah. Jones, and what's this fellow's name? Dickinson. Jason Dickinson. 
There you, so, go. there you go. All right. Those are your league notes brought to you by Booster Juice. Grab a delicious smoothie and refuel with Booster Juice and start earning with Berry Points on the Booster Rewards app. Today, uh, we are going to step aside, take a quick break. When we come back, Kennedy's Quote Game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Kennedy's Quote Game is brought to you by Greta, your go-to pre- and post-game spot, or why not your spot to watch the game? Their TV setup is legit and endless intermission entertainment with their arcade games as well. The food is good. The drink is good. The times are always good at Greta. Kennedy, you got your Quote Game fired up, ready to go? It's a new year, so let's jump into it. Oh, boy. Alrighty. So, also, house rules now. Um, I actually made rules to this. I win if none of you get your own correct. Okay. And every single month, there's going to be an overall winner. Okay. I know January, we've missed out on a few, but um, each weekly winner will be based on how many games are played that month. And then yeah. we'll do an on aggregate. And then we'll get nice. bragging rights and winning percentage. Like yeah. It. Just like the AHL. Okay. I like it. All right. Let's go. What do okay. we win though? Do we get prizes? Yes. Got to be prizes. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it. Okay. Number one. That might not have nothing to do with me cramping up, but I'll take one anyways. Say it again. Yeah. That might not have nothing to do with me cramping up, but I'll take one anyways. Okay. okay. Thank you. Number two, I am on a B. I'm on a B? Yeah. I'm on a <laughs> I'm on a B. I'm on a B. I'm on a B. Uh, number three, Swedes stick together. <laughs> All right. Number four, the coach is putting on the captain's hat. The coach is putting on the, the captain's hat. I like how you guys do it. I like that a lot. That was an echo. The coach is putting on the captain's hat. I like when you guys repeat the quote back to Kevin. Oh, like you're trying to think of who said it. I'm going to change my mind on that one. Seeing it. Okay. Okay. Number five, we said paraphrase it. Okay. Number six, short Derek Ryan. Oh, damn it. 
Mm. That changes everything. <laughs> Short Derek Ryan. You know what? I'm going to try a little. Who, who can we be I, talking about? Can you read number three, please? <laughs> Swedes stick together. Can you read number five, please? <laughs> Did you can even you, listen to the can first you use question? it as a sentence? <laughs> uh, we said paraphrase it. It was number five. God damn it. What was right. the origin of the quote? Right. Number yeah. four? <laughs> yeah, it was number four again. Like, what was the language that it was spoken in? Can you right. say it in what a sentence? Is this? I'm okay. not super confident in this. Oh, me neither. Uh, we'll see what I can do. Right. Do you guys play for serious? Oh, yeah. I'm playing for keeps. Everything for serious. Let's go. All right. Number oh, one. Number one. List. That <laughs> might not have nothing to do with me cramping up, but I'll take one anyways. Dan. I said me. Liam. said Mom. Rick. said Rick. I don't think it was me. I have Liam. Alrighty, here we go. On his left. Plenty oh, left. I might good. have one after, yeah. Actually massive. He might be cramping up here. No. Are you cramping up? I don't think I'm cramping. You want to rub down? <laughs> well, that might have nothing to do with me cramping up. I'll just take one. Oh, I'm wow. so fucked now. It was a tie. <laughs> yeah, this is not ah, good. Tie said it. Damn. Bag truck. Alrighty. Number two. I am on a B. I said Dan. <laughs> I said Rick. I said Tyler. I have Dan. B. A B plus. One more move would have pushed me to an A, but I'm going to stay in the Bs. I am on a B. Oh. <laughs> Damn, this is a tough one. This, this is not good. This is not a good start. Is anyone two for two? Nope. I'm over two if you're saying that. Are we all over two? Yes. Oh, kind of no. crazy. Kennedy puts rules in like she can win, and all of a sudden, no one gets <laughs> no one <laughs> like, This is great for me. Mm, all right. What do you Okay, number three is Swedes stick together. BM. I said Tyler. I said Liam. I have me. Okay. I'm not even close. We've got almost everybody covered there. Here so. we go. Stuff. Apparently yesterday he went out for dinner with Broberg already. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know they don't know each other, so that's like a really good step on that side of things. Sweet stick together. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. damn it. That was easy. <laughs> Never oh, doubted my abilities on this game. Oh for three. Are you kidding me? I am one <laughs> for three. Okay, number four. The coach is putting on the captain's hat. I said BM. Yeah, I don't think this one's me, but I, I said me. I said BM. I have BM. I think it's Ready? BM too. Was I think. Do you prefer the twelfth forward or the seventh defenseman? You, your, you yourself, Coach Remchuk, You are putting on your captain's hat, and you are putting together a <laughs> lineup co- that the coach has put on the captain's hat. That's right. Oh, and you oh, put together ridiculous. A- I'm over four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is a disaster. Can He's I enjoying cool? this. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, Number five. Number five, we said paraphrase it. I said Liam. I said Dan. I said myself. I have Dan. Alrighty, here's the... I feel like I was on time. There's going to be, be a game where the coach just sits down on the bench with a towel over his head, just can't figure it out. Like, yeah. but Liam, I throw it in. Oh, I'm but, good. But Liam, we, <laughs> Liam, we said to paraphrase. Wow. Yes. It was a Dan quote. Wow. Oh. Well, it's a big one. He's uh, a big one. I'm doomed. <laughs> All right, I'm 0 for 5. All right, number six, short Derek Ryan. I guess Liam. I said bagged milk. <laughs> I decided on these last two to put myself for both, thinking I might get one. So I said myself again. <laughs> I have Liam. All righty, here's a quote. It allows you to maybe just, it allows you to maybe just put 
Derek Ryan on the right wing, maybe a little bit more than this. Which one, long or short? Short Derek Ryan. Gotcha. I mean, <laughs> that was a long. Well, uh, no, long or short. Du- short that is a double Ryan. whammy. <laughs> no. Nope. What was the quote again? You said I, it. I can really call. More than a Which one, long or short? Short Derek Ryan. Gotcha. Oh, and then you short Derek Ryan. No point of contention there. I went there. over six. I went one for wow. six. Thank you, Liam, for saving my numbers there. Two. 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 Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. That, that was really hard. Thanks, That was Kennedy. tough. That was a tough one. Can you clear this up one. for me, Kennedy? Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Kennedy's quote game brought to you by Greta. We'll have Kennedy back again next week to play again. Let's wrap up the show with a game preview for Alberta Blue Cross. Protect your memories and more wherever your travel takes you with Alberta Blue Cross and their travel insurance. To find out more, head to ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. Maybe you want to head on a nation vacation brought to you by Alberta <coughs> Blue Cross. Waz asked himself earlier today in a social video what he's most excited for about Phoenix and Arizona. And he said, touching a cactus. Okay, the cactus. coffee. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so that's where we're at with Waz. He said he's never seen a cactus before. He's a liar. But like that doesn't even make. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, was. That's the kind of fun <laughs> stuff you get into when you come on a nation vacation at donationgear.ca now to get in on the trip. Oilers taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, the atmosphere should be great inside Rogers Place as there will be a lot of Leafs fans in attendance. And that usually leads to the crowd being pretty into the entire game. But the Oilers are taking on a Leafs team that has not only lost three consecutive hockey games. They've blown leads in every single one. They were up 3-1 on the Islanders, 3-0 on the Avs after the first period, and up 2-1 on the Red Wings heading into the third. Blew them all, lost them all. The Leafs have 13 regulation wins in 41 games. They are straight up 21-20. and They've just been scooping up loser points. It's a winnable matchup, Rick. Yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention to the team, man. I've said All this right. a lot of times. As long as the Oilers go out and do their thing, they should be okay. If they play the way they have in their own end the last three, actually the last 10 games, mm-hmm. I think you really lock down uh, Toronto's offense. And if you can lock down their offense, their defense, it's not good. No. It's not good at all. So you start rolling in the, you start cycling in their end. We should get our offensive opportunities, no problem. You got to score them. Their goaltending, again, not good. Yeah. Outside of their top six, it's a quick jump off a cliff. Well, when this season started, I was excited to see the Toronto Maple Leafs and the kind of team that Tree Living had created in the offseason in a quick overturn of or overhaul of the roster. Uh, <coughs> but I predicted it at the start of the year that Reeves was going to be nullified by the media pretty quickly. And that happened. Uh, and the rest of the team just doesn't seem to have any kind of excitement or character. I think, I think I heard Jay Rosehill on Leafs morning take talking about how this team just has no character, has no oomph, no inspiration to it. And, and so for me, this game worries me as like a, you know, a, a typical trap game where you've got the Leafs coming in floundering. The Leafs media is asking the Oilers about, I'm sure about, you know, the Leafs struggles and that kind of thing. The Oilers know that the Leafs are struggling and the Oilers have come into, you know, a franchise long win streak. And we've mentioned it before. These last few wins haven't been great. So uh, everything about this game screams trap to me. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that aspect of it, but I do hope that the Oilers can come out and, uh, and really overcome that, uh, that ability to just let teams like the Leafs where they're struggling, uh, take, take control of the Oilers. 
That was a long-winded answer, mm-hmm. but I just I'm uh, afraid of a trap here. Last one I want to run through with everyone. Ryan McLeod expected to return, but back is the third line center. Evander Kane getting that spot on the second line. Liam, is that the right or wrong decision? Probably, I don't know. He was okay against Montreal. I think you got to get him going a little bit, but I think McLeod did nothing wrong to lose his spot on that line. So I don't, I don't, think, they're, I don't think they're moving uh, him because of something he's done. I think they're moving him because they'd like to see him at the third line center. You're trying to get yeah. Kane going. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as long as McLeod has that confidence in him, that his game will be there as it has been in the last 10 rather than say the first 15. I don't know. I feel like that experiment should maybe happen against Columbus next week rather than a Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Maybe that's when they want to get Holloway back in. Maybe they do, but then who's going to play on that wing? Probably Evander Kane, right? Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we'll see if the Oilers can extend their franchise record winning streak to 11 games. They get the Leafs on Tuesday, the Kraken on Thursday, and then we'll be back to recap it all on Friday. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about Dylan Holloway on that Friday show as well um, as we lead into a weekend that'll feature a BOA. So it's a busy, busy week for the Edmonton Oilers. Big shout out to Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, Booster Deuce, DoorDash, and Wendy's, and Kennedy for swinging by with her quote game. Thanks for tuning in to a Monday or Tuesday edition of Oilers Nation Radio. We'll chat with you again on Friday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.